Hello, all my questers on a recap show Wednesday night. How's everybody doing? There's Virginia, Jeff M, Curtis, Starlene, Deborah, Winston, and from the land above my head, of course, on the phone is Judy. Hello, Judy. Hello, John Stemmer. Hi, everybody. Good to be here, as always. What a great show we had last night. An unbelievable show with Dr. E. Lee Spencer. Fantastic. I hope everybody enjoyed it. We've got lots of thumbs up, John, so I think it was well-liked. Yep, hello, BC. Hello, Carol. Jazdia, tired from the pollen in the air. Yeah, I was just telling Judy my allergies were going crazy today. And Patricia, be careful. Hello, peace, blessings as you a tornado was 16 miles away. Take care. Be safe. Dan Reed. Hi, Judy. Caroline. Hi, Dan. And there's our Sydney. Hello, I can see and hear you both. She's right on the ball. And Scott, right there, right then. Gloria Fritz. They're all coming in, Judy. They're all coming in. They are. Good to see them. And the professor's in the house. Hello, Daniel. Yes, sir. Let me get my thank yous out of the way. This way we get the program going. We've got a lot of screenshots of yesterday. we got Judy doing her synopsis. And so forth and so on. Thank you, Dee Dee. I try to do my best. I'm not any kind of professional, but I just try to do it as we're talking over coffee, sort of. That's what I wanted to uh, surprising, yes. Um, I didn't think they'd do five caissons. And I didn't think they would even do just one. And they did five. Oh, my lordy forty. That was a surprise. It really was. You know, they're digging up that place, 10-foot circles at a time, still coming up with nothing. But uh, that fifth can... I only thought they did one uh, this last past season. So, oh, my lordy, 40, let's get out of that money pit and move on to some different territory, please. And thank you. Well, let's hope they can put one of those cans down a lot, eight, this coming year. Yep. Ashley says, sorry I'm late. Don't worry about it. We had a tornado warning go through. We lost a tree in the front yard. Please be safe, Uh you guys out there with the storms down south. You know, don't be listening to me and Judy. Go safe. Uh, go in a bathtub and put uh, uh, mattresses over your head. But sure you have wine and whiskey underneath that mattress in the bathtub, please. It'll help, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Let me thank all my YouTube supporters, the Knights, the Captains, the Marshals, and the Senechels who support me on a monthly basis. And the super chats and the stickers that people send me spot on little donations as we're live. I appreciate that. Also, I want to thank Sarah, 
in I Dead Pirate, in Caroline, in Virginia, in Starlene, in Luke, in Jeff, and Curtis, and Jenna, and Kelly, and Becky, and Josh, and Mark, and Barbara, and Sand Dollar, Todd, Renee, Roxy, Jazz Dia, Wayne, and of course, Judy, since you're live and I got you on, though, I thank you for all the help you do with me on the podcast and do out during the week and the hours. I thank you so much, Judy. Oh, you're so welcome, John, and I love every minute of it. And I got to thank uh, Daniel, the Professor Spino. He's our backbone, our information backbone. Thank you so much, Professor. He says I could use some wine and whiskey and the weather is clear here. Thank goodness. I hear you, Daniel. I hear you. And don't forget, guys, I want to say this now because Johnny forgets. Scott Clark, who's been on the show twice, will be live with me this Saturday, April 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube Live. So that'll be pretty interesting. Get your masonry questions out and levels of masonries and rules and regulations and what he said on the show ask him a lot of questions if you can print them out uh, i mean if you can type them out and then i'll print them out to make sure we're not going to be uh, losing any questions because i won't have any phone calls during his live presentation i also want to thank my moderator so keep this group going uh, tammy judy michelle daniel starlene and kathy and our Quest Lifetime contributor, as always, is Chris Dona. Our number, if you see it scrolling on the bottom, is 1-323-813-4135. Text us in chat if you want to call in. Judy will get off, and she'll come back in. I only can take one phone call at a time. I want to thank my big group, the Facebook Quest of Little Island, our YouTube group, our live Twitter feed, and also our anchor host, Judy, that's going up, up, and away on our audio side for them hearing us on the audio side. I thank you so much. We try to be a little bit more descriptive for you guys on the audio side, but um, sometimes I forget, and a lot of times when I'm doing the screenshots, that's why I try to present a, uh, a visual by audio for you guys just listening in and can't see the video. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, so I feel for them sometimes because it can get complicated, can't it? Yeah, because I just love looking at maps. I just love looking at photos because that's how my brain works. If I don't see it or touch it or whatever, I don't register. I can read it 15,000 times, but until I actually see it, that's when it registers in my brain. <laughs> well, you always do well, John, always. Alrighty. So what did you guys think a little bit of last night's show? And my big surprise, you know, was the fifth case on. I, I mean, I looked through the whole uh, program like you guys and, uh, you know, what they're finding and if anything jumps at me. But the, the big, big surprise for Johnny was that fifth case on. What do you guys think? Yeah, it was a big surprise for me, John. I was not expecting that at all. But I'm very happy about it, too. 
you just see the drop in their jaw after DMT2 comes up another puddled clay or empty clay at the end. They just, you just see it in their face, you know what I mean? Yeah, you do. My heart aches for them, all of them. And I really felt for Craig last night because I think he was really hoping to find some something in the, the hole that was named after his son, Drake. Yep. Yep, Ashley was really surprised about the fifth dig. Yep. And also excited about Portugal. Yeah, they're sort of trying to match up what they find on Oak Island to Portugal. Now, remember the last time they went to Spain, right? Or where'd they go? France? Where they saw the prison? France. Right? Yes. Where they saw the prison and yep. they saw the cross in the wall. When they came back, guess what they found? They found the cross and Smith's Cove. Right. So now if they go to Portugal and all of a sudden find a Templar cross someplace, I'm going to start scratching my head. That's only me a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, I think we all will, for darn sure. I had really hoped that Corian uh, could have given us some more info about what uh, they're going to be looking at in Portugal, but hopefully we'll learn next week. Right. I'm not saying it's set up. I'm just saying. As we've been going through this for nine years, they went to France, they saw the cross in the prison that they dug out. They came back, beautiful. Now we got some tie-ins. They're looking for tie-ins. And same thing with the Templars. They're looking, is that road tied in? Are there roads like that in Portugal? Are there pieces that they find on Oak Island tied into Portugal? I mean, we have everything that we can see right now that they show us. I mean, there's no surprises yet. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, they may have some drawing, because I, I just have a feeling that uh, Corian knows more than he's telling right now. I know. Why have the whole team go out there? You know what I'm, what I'm saying? If they didn't have any kind of real good tie-in with something they have in hand. I agree wholeheartedly. And I can't wait to find out. Yep, Daniel. I thought they believed Chapel's Vault sunk deeper below ground in the 30s. They would have to go deeper to hit it. Or, again, they tell us it could have been on the side of the caisson and they went right by it. But how are we going to know that? Not unless they lift the can up, wait till it clears up, throw a camera down there, which they don't. You know what I mean? If they're if they're by uh, the chapel vault or, or a side tunnel, we would never know that. You know, Judy? Right, I agree. It did kind of bother me. They seem to have given up really easy last night on DMT, too. But uh, hopefully they know what they're doing. Daniel, I have no idea. They were supposed to put that uh, underground and give us a complete picture from beneath the island all the way up, just like when the seismic testing gave us a 3D image of all the little explosions they did. I have no idea. I mean, the season's coming to an end. I'm coming up with more questions than I did in the beginning of the season nine. What about that? I think that ends up like that every year, John. We always end up with so many questions. BC. Lots of ties. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to tie it to something. Tie it, you know, tie it to the road. Tie it to a piece of an artifact. I don't know if they can tie it to wood, you know what I mean? But just by their 
presence and how they did things there in Portugal, they're looking for some kind of idea or some kind of direction to look in a different area to see if it is. I mean, we still got to look at lot eight. We still got to get a big dirt digging permit to see that anomaly, uh, Judy. Right, John. I did notice in the promo, too, that uh, they did see a road in Portugal that looked a lot like the stone road in the swamp. Yeah, I got that coming up at the end of our presentation. Usually I always show that pro uh, promotion on that. But I just wanted to put that out there where the brain, my brain is going today, you know, why they went to Portugal. And if he was so concerned of Can 5, but again, guys, you got to think of the editing. He could have went probably way before they even did the caissons. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yes, I agree. So we got to put it in contents. Um, they probably went before the first can was in in October because they didn't do that till late October, second week in October. So they probably went sometime in the summer when they were drilling those test holes. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly. It kind of looks like, at least to me, that they're going to go uh, with shows till the end of April as of right now, John. They've not done that before. And Jeff, yeah, I heard that, but I wasn't sure and I was looking. Alex said in a preview last night that one of the crosses was already found carved into a large boulder, if I heard him correctly. Guys, let's keep our ears out. Let's keep our eyes sharp. I need all you guys. Um, I did find a big rock with a cross on it that I was trying to look for. It, but it wasn't looking like a double cross like that thing. It had, had like a cross on top of it and a cross just below it. You know what I mean, Jeff? Gotcha, yeah. But who but the Templars would say crust or something that deep in the ground with a flood to they would bury something that deep in the ground that does not supposed to be found again. You're not gonna bury a treasure over two hundred feet deep past bedrock for you to go retrieve it after. Maybe they did other little treasures around on top, but that one that deep is something buried there, if it's there, was not to be retrievable. That's only Johnny's opinion. And they're determined to get it. And I hope they do. Okay. They took off the uh, October 3rd. They took all the island on. Yeah. Yep. October 3rd. They were all done. Or they were just going. But I'm surprised. We got a fifth can. The guys are in Portugal, probably in the summer. And the editors are piecing this all together. Just watch Rick's hair, his beard. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know, long or short. Yeah. So, Linda, I'm going to go back, and that's why I put on my page the Quest of Oak Island. If you go to the search bar, hit the search eye, then it brings you up to a search bar in my chat and in my Quest of Oak Island. You can type in anything in there. Cross, Nolan's Cross. Everything that's been posted on my chat for the past six years will come up. That's how I find things. You know what I mean, uh, Judy? Yeah, that's the quickest way to do it, John. It's really neat. Okay, Patricia, you be careful. Turn your power off and relax. Be safe. 
all these storms that are happening. We're supposed to get a thunderstorm here in, a, in an hour or two myself, Judy. Oh, boy. I hope it's not a bad one for sure. Well, like I said, it's springtime. The weather's changing. But I thought we got a lot of information uh, last night. And uh, I thought it was a good show. I, I was actually very pleased with it. And it was nice to have some surprises. Yep. And the professor says, the thing to consider about the 90-foot stone, it was based on recalculation. Yeah, the people that saw it are saying, well, this looked like a triangle. This looked like this and that. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All righty. But uh, let me get Judy's picture up here, guys. Hold on. You getting ready, Judy? I'm ready, John. Because we're getting into the... uh, episodes before we're even reading the uh, the um <laughs> synopsis now hold on i'm gonna bug off and i'm gonna put you right on hold on Nobody's responding to me. Okay, go ahead. I'm in the picture. Start your synopsis all over. Okay. Okay, everybody. This is Season 9, Episode 22, and it's called Yes, We Can. A new exciting day on Oak Island has dawned, and in the Money Pit area, the team has reached a can depth of 137 feet in hole DMP2. As Gary detects the spoils, he finds a piece of metal that Craig thinks looks modern. They will test it in the XRF machine to see what it contains. At this moment, some strange noises come out of the oscillator, and they see that the cable is out of place. It will take around two hours to fix, so they are done for now. Later that morning, Gary and Michael John are detecting on lot eight. 
the beeper goes off and Michael digs up an old crude piece of oval chain. As Gary points out that old chains were oval and newer ones round, he wonders if this piece could be connected to the metal anomaly 20 feet below them. As the beeper rings again, Michael digs up a large iron ox shoe. This is off of a very large animal, says Gary. Why wasn't it, why was it so deep down? And what is it doing out here in the middle of nowhere? There was never any farming done on lot eight. These pieces will be tested. Later that afternoon in the money pit area, the oscillator has been fixed and the hammer grab is digging at 146 feet down. This is about where the team wants to be as the chapel vault was found at 153 feet down. The hammer grab dumps a full load from 148 feet and Craig picks up a handful of clay that Ian says is very fine and puddled, so it is likely a sealant. Was this used to seal a vault below? This find tells the team that there was human activity at this depth. A new grab dumps a lot of wood and Craig picks up an old piece of axe cut wood. They will test it. Billy spreads the pile out and Gary picks up a very heavy, dense piece of wood that Marty says is wildly out of place. This piece is also covered in clay. Charles suggests it could be off of the vault. 200 feet northeast near 10X, Steve and Michael John are at the sifting table going through the spoils just brought up from hole DMP2. Steve finds what could be a piece of coal or charcoal, then what looks like a piece of cement. Is this off of a vault below? They bag it, bag them and tag them. Back at the money pit, they are down over 153 feet, and the caisson has fallen six feet extremely fast. Rick wonders if they have hit a void. The hammer grab comes up and drops nothing but soupy water. Sadly, the team realizes they have hit bottom and know there could be no vault below that. They are done with whole DMT too. Disappointed and believing it to be the last dig of the season, Rick wonders if perhaps the vault has moved to the side, but he says we will keep moving forward. That evening in the war room, Rick faces a sad bunch of guys who really want to dig one more hole. To their delight, Rick announces he has checked with Irving Equipment, and they say Kason 5 can go down this year. Scott names it B4C, and it will go down in the C1 cluster just north of EC1. Will this dig be, be before the treasure is found? As a new day arrives in the money pit, the first hammer grab goes down in hole B4C 
and in the war room, the team is meeting with researcher Corian Mall via video conference. Having found more evidence of a Templar connection to Oak Island, which Doug believes leads to Portugal, where the Templars settled after they were taken down in 1307, the order was renamed the Order of Christ in 1319, and they again gained great wealth and traveled the world, drawing maps everywhere they went. Corian has two places he wants them to look at, as his research has pointed him to these spots. The first is the Convent of Christ, the Order's head office, and a church called Fonte Arcada, the Order's command center. Did the Order of Christ go to Oak Island in the 1300s looking for the Templar treasure that had been buried there many years in the past? Did they find it? And if so, where did they take it? Corian says we need to put boots on the ground in Portugal. So Rick, Doug, and Alex agree to meet him there. Will Portugal give us some answers? With Will the vault be down B4C? Stay tuned next week, Acorns, for hopefully some answers. And in the meantime, stay safe, please. Very, very professionally done, Judy. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, John. It will be posted to the Quest of Oak Island Facebook page later on this evening for all to read. I thank you so much. You're welcome, John. That was a fun one to do. There was a lot of a lot of stuff in there. A lot of stuff in there. Richard says the void was likely a lateral tunnel to the treasure vault. Well, who knows in what year we might find the lateral vault. You know what I mean, uh, Judy, on the side? Who knows? Yeah, that that's true, John. And we just don't know yet what they'll find next week. Right, right. Great job. Great job. Right. Ashley's got to leave us because her power just went out, too. Okay. Be safe, Ashley. Be safe. Check in with us to make sure you're safe when you get back in the safe zone. Thank you. All right, Judy, let me take you off and start our slideshow here. Ready? I'm ready. I think everybody is. Okay, hold on. Alrighty, guys. Well, this is what they're showing us. Where the new Can 5 would be. What's it called again? The new Can? Um, B4C. B4C. Yes. Because Marty said B4 treasure. <laughs> So this is how they started the program off. Of course, I'm looking all the way around here. I'm looking, 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 looking. I don't see nothing off the normal. 
and it'll always be on record. Uh, Patricia, it'll always be on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To always look back. A lot of my members, the thousands of them, they're not all here now, but they, at their leisure, throughout the first three days or four days, come in when they want to watch it. You know what I mean, Julie? Right, yes, yeah. A lot more watch it than what are watching right now. I know, I don't know if we All can... over the world. Yeah, I don't know if we could handle uh, 2,000 people live. I'd go out of my mind, probably. <laughs> I know I would, John. <laughs> And um, that's what they showed to start it off. And there's Andrew, Irving Equipment. We've seen him a lot. Really, Vanessa was only on maybe about three, four shows, and that was it. She was off, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. she must have had to go somewhere important, and I'm sure she did. Yep. I mean, a CEO of a company can't be hanging there unless you took vacation to just do that, you know what I mean? Right, for sure. Although I'm sure she didn't want to leave. Right, I hear you. And Jonathan said, tunnels would have been huge, they reinforced the last, yeah, but if they're in bedrock, Jonathan, don't need no reinforcement. The bedrock itself would uh, cover them, but that's deep. You know, 150 in some areas, and past 200 feet in other areas at the money pit. Just want to throw that in there, Judy, because it just came to me. Okay, right, yes. I I still feel uneasy about them stopping that DMT one last night so quickly. Well, they hit the bedrock, and they know it. Danny knows it, how the chewer's chewing and the cut shoe is cutting and how the machines are reacting, you know what I mean? That's true. Otherwise, they would bring the big chisel and drop that thing 200 feet and smash it up on the bottom. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's obvious that probably the vault couldn't be there. There's the old chapel vault that he's looking at. Imagine in the old times, these pictures. Hello, Michelle. Michelle's in the house. Thanks for coming in, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Good to see you. So this is the old chapel vault, the top of it. Can you imagine? Oh, my lordy 40. I can't, John. How little they worked with and how hard they worked. I don't know how they did it. Then, of course, they get to tell us every hole had a high concentration of silver and gold. Okay, where is it? Yes, Daniela, the last picture was the fifth can. This one right here is the fifth can. That would be it for the season nine. That's what I've been saying right along, Judy. Who knows? Maybe another sixth can. I don't know. Really? Right now, uh, anything could happen, I think. And here's good old Lot 8 again. They were talking about Lot 8, Judy. Yes. I hope they can get a permit to dig there. Yeah, that big anomaly. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Something's there. 
that big spot. And I found out, again, I told you guys before, the black area is lot five that they don't own, so they didn't scan it. Below that, that other black area is David Blankenship and Dan Blankenship's land. And on the right is Tom Nolan's land is black. But they did the scan in the summertime. They all had family over at this time. So when they were scanning this whole island, they did not want to disturb the families of both sides. That's why the both families' land was not scanned. And I thank uh, oh. my information, main man, for that information. I thank you so much. Well, that's good to know, and it makes perfect sense. And, Bill, I was thinking the same thing. It seems like they were just throwing it out in the wind. Bill says, the position for can five seems like a wild guess. Not as thought out of. Yeah, I think it was the last can. They're all frustrated. I mean, the same thing, but you had time for one more can. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You know what I mean? Right, John. Unless they had it all figured out ahead of time. But it did seem pretty quick. Not sure, BC. Not sure. The lot was never lived on. The lot was never farmed. So whatever they find, it's all new to everybody. You know what I mean, BC? You know what I mean, Judy? Yes, for sure, John. Yeah, it makes sense. But if I own lot eight for the past, how long they've been there? 12 years, 16 years, I don't know. Yep, anyway. I would pick out each lot that I owned and fine-tune comb that. You don't need no permits. You got the permit to do metal detecting. Put your flags in. Yet. They get so indebted with other information and data overload, they just don't get to it. You know what I mean? It drives me crazy. Right. It drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> don't go nuts on us, John. We need to. You know, it's the island. Uh, yes, you're right. I was just going to say, we have, I think this is a new member, and uh, his name is Philip, and he says, I wished I could get it in Australia. Okay. Well, Philip, I hope that. Uh, watching us here at Quest and my synopsis helps you out a lot. Well, Daniela, they don't own Lot 5 right now. Robert Young that owned it just passed away. And in the beginning of the season, they did say Marty's trying to buy another lot and another little island. Which one it is, I have no idea. But since Lot 5, the guy passed away, I would say 90% is he's trying to buy lot five. You know what I mean, Drew? Yes, I agree with you. I can't see him not trying to get it. Not unless not uh, Elon Musk uh, is going to buy it. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'd rather Marty bought it. And there's Marty digging that hole out there with that big rock in the front that they know only can go five feet. They only got a permit for five feet, and they didn't find anything in there, but. Now they're looking to dig to the 20-foot level where that new machine, that handheld machine that goes down 135 feet so they can go deeper, you know what I mean? Yes, and uh, obviously they're they're not going to get the permit this year unless we get a real big surprise, but hopefully for this coming season, we'll we'll see them dig. You know, maybe they can set up some uh, permits so in the springtime they can go at it instead of waiting, you know? Right, yes. That would be great. And there's the uh, hole with the water in it. That's on lot eight, five foot deep. And there's the uh, 
Garnett that we'll be asking Scott Clark about this Saturday night on the breastplate of the high priest that was in charge of the ark. Well, that'll be pretty interesting. It, well, John, I'm I'm hoping that Scott can give us a little bit more information on the red gem. Yeah. Nope. Well, they had a gymnolysis look at it and all that, so. Right. Michelle is asking uh, what Corian did have to say last night. She was at work. So, I'm, Michelle, just read my synopsis. And uh, towards the end, it tells you what he did say. And it was very little. But they are going to meet him in Portugal. Right. He proposed going to Portugal to look for some evidence regarding Oak Island to tie it in, Michelle. To tie in Portugal, where the Templars were. So anything on Oak Island, basically that's what he was doing for those guys to go come and see boots and hands on Portugal itself. Gary found this, uh, he said a chain link. It's old because it's round. <clears throat> on lot eight, this is. It's old because it's oval, John. The round is newer. Mm-hmm. And the good old hoof. Actual. <laughs> did these guys throw Surprise. these actual, did, did, did these guys throw these actuals at each other or something? <laughs> you wonder. You know, Judy, they're all over the island. They certainly are so. And, of course, they say, well, what's it doing on Lot 8? Because it wasn't farmed. Well, couldn't it just be a a lot that the oxen just grazed over there and ate whatever they eat? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a chance. There obviously was many of them uh, on the island, so they certainly could have been a Lot 8. Right. And them finding this blue clay or this puddled clay, it wasn't blue, but it's puddled clay all over. That's natural to Oak Island the minute you go that deep. There were always puddled clay. In the swamp, they got the blue clay. You remember that. Right. Yes. And this clay, they're coming out of the uh, caissons in the depths. It's all clay material underneath there at certain depths. But they say it's part of the vault. But I want to see clay laid on top of concrete and then a board you know what i mean i want to see the the, the con- i want to see the clay i want to see the concrete and i want to see a board in that order you know what i mean judy wouldn't that be great john i hope for everybody's sake they find that and there's michael john i gave him some uh video time here On He's the a wash great table. guy. They found a piece of coal. There's that piece. That I wish we get these things dated soon, but I guess whoever they're dating them, they're hopefully getting back to work, Judy. I don't know. I hope so, John, for sure. Should be by now. Tammy says, John, do you have the black and white photo of the swamp from the 30s? Yes, it's in the Quest of Oak Island uh, group. 
with the stone road you posted? Is that the same stone road? That no, that road is for the uh, the power poles. And um, the stone road that they excavated is all about three feet lower than all that elevation. So three feet below, once they drained the swamp and they took three feet off the muck, that's when the big stone area is on the top and the small stone area is on the bottom. And that's when Laird said, well, at this three foot level, we should find a ton of stuff. And they found hardly anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's amazing, isn't it? And I think it surprised him as well. Yep, and this is that's not the same clay. Blue clay, they showed it when they were in the swamp. The blue clay actually looks navy blue. This clay at the uh, caisson was just regular uh regular gray clay, I guess. Yes, it looked like it. Yeah. That other stuff in the swamp and all different color, different texture. It almost looked like uh like if you played with silly putty, you know, and it was uh well that type of consistency. Yes, it was. Yeah, this one in the song was uh, uh, a little bit more watery and puddly, I guess you could say. Yeah. And there's this other piece of concrete with some kind of nail through it or a pin through it. Professor said, on many of the very early deeds of Oak Island, a road or roads were mentioned later 1700s. Yeah, even uh, the three boys, they knew there was roads under the swamp in 1795. Daniel, remember you sending me that uh, information? They knew the roads were underneath there, or docks, or I call them wharfs, whatever you want to call them. Sure, I want to make a road right where I buried the treasure and then cover it full of mud. Sure, I want to make a triangle pointing right to where the heck I buried my treasure. Not me, I'm secretive. Yep, the whole place, Scott says, the whole place is very clean. The only exception is Oxshoes all over. And people tell me the military is very clean. So maybe a military operation, they always pick up after themselves. And maybe that is why the place is so clean over the decades. I never thought of that, John, but that's certainly a, a possibility. You know, they're ordered. You 500 guys, you sweep this area clean. Forks, spoons, knives, plates, cups, straw. Where they threw it, I don't know. Hello, Gustavo. Thanks for coming in. I hope you caught our, caught our show last night with Dr. E. Lee Spence. It was a good show last night. This Saturday, we'll have Scott Clark on at 7 p.m. Eastern time, Saturday, the 26th. Hope you join us. Also, guys, if you're on the Facebook side, please join if you're there. And please uh, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. It's free on the YouTube side for subscribers. I thank you so much, guys. And there's what that thing looks like. What do you guys think of this thing? Well, it looks like it could be concrete. Oh, yeah. It does look like it. I don't know. I can't make it out. But very, very strange at that depth. This was in DMT2 now. This is not out of the new uh, 
B4C. Right. So deep down, why would it be that deep down? I don't know. Because we know the solution channel, Judy, is 170 feet down where things move around in the slush down there, you know? Okay, right. So if they were down below 170, I can see it. But I don't think they were, you know, they hit bedrock 150, 150. And I think they were below 170 at DMT2. So maybe that's where the stuff started floating in, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, Scott says either wire or fiber on it. Could be. But the place is a mess, so who knows how things work down there. If it's dug up and dug up again and drilled down and drilled up, who the heck knows what that mess in the money pit area, you know? Right, for sure. Uh, Tammy says uh, it's interesting that uh, Dr. Lee thought a galleon could be in the swamp, and Daniel said that surprised me. I have to admit it did me too, but I like it. Yeah, it's like you said, ships only sink of a couple of things, a mechanical thing, and it just breaks down. A cannon blows the side of your boat off, or you go aground. So if you're trying to get close to the island, and you're in three feet of water or four feet of water, they hit a reef, they hit the shore, they bust up, and they sink. You know what I mean? So maybe somebody did try to get in with a high tide. I'm just saying, a high tide, they say, well, let's go in between these two islands and didn't make it. And it's sunk right there. You know what I mean? I was surprised with that yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah, I was a possibility, John. I still think there's something there. And, you know, he's a shipwreck guy. And if anybody would know, Dr. E. Lee Spence would know, and I got to go by his backbone. Yeah, I'm sticking with him. Bill, how deep is 10X? 235 feet deep, 10X is, Bill. So we got that new information that he thinks it's possible that a Galeon, Galeon could go right in there. So we, so we got to go by the the, uh, the uh, professionals. I'm not knowing any professional. I just go by what I hear. Oh, Daniel. He says, there is another reason they were finding ship parts that I'll reveal soon. Mm-hmm. He likes doing that. And here, of course, they got to put in, once they didn't find anything at DMT2, that the caisson just missed the chapel vault again, just like everybody else said for 235 years. It could be a possibility because we can't see on the sides. You know what I mean, guys? Yes, exactly. And I agree. You can't see on your side, so how do you know where you're really at? I know one of our members said uh, um, they were surprised that they didn't put number five down right beside uh, number four. Uh, hmm. I was surprised at that, too. And I think uh, number four, or this number five, is not where the air came out. The last one, DMT2, I think, is where the air came out of the drill casing. We're pretty close to it. You know what I mean? Right, yes. Uh, I had forgotten that. Yeah, what if the if the uh, vault had gone to the side? I would think they'd want to dig right beside number four. Right, and here's our chart, our new chart, that above C1, 
where that BC4 is. You see that, Judy? That's where the new and last number five can B4C is going. And they started it at the end of the program last night. Right. Okay. Look at all these circles and drill holes and oh my lordy forty. Just we're about where B4 is, BC4, up in there. They don't have DMT2 in here because it's way off to the right. Got it, guys? And Bill says, set it up like C1 to send a diver down. Yeah, if there's a void, sure. If there's a void and you put a camera down and see something that you want to see, Otherwise, there's no sense of doing all that expense if there's nothing you can see. You know what I mean, guys? Yeah, Cindy has a good point. She says, but what side would they go on? Agreed, Cindy. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. This is where they're testing around the B4, where, again, they say they got the highest concentration of gold and silver. Well, they said that about five times already. Right. we got to find this truckload of Spooner Silver. Or this war room full of silver. He said it's not natural. It's not coming from the ground. It's that much silver given off this indications. So we're going to put his feet to the fire on that. What? They'll just say we haven't found it yet. You know what I mean? Right. Well, hang with them no matter what. Here's the outline. Okay, Jonathan, I'm not going to say that, but uh, I hear you. Anything can happen. Daniel says, I'd be looking for a back door. The whole money pit area has been dug up so many times. Oh, Lordy 40, yep. I wouldn't even park my vehicles up near the money pit in case it would cave in. I wouldn't even put my vehicle up there. <laughs> I heard they are moving to the new B4C site after they refilled um, DMT2. I mean, there's only three canisters, caissons that are still there. C1, H8, and V3 are the only three caissons still left intact. So people keep on asking me that. They probably welded a cover over the top of them. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yes. Um, and they can open them up again whenever they want, I'm sure. Yep, Steve's got the coordinates and just goes over there and pops them out. Now, you'll see where they're putting that can in. It goes way outside, maybe 10, 12 feet outside the Dunfield dig and 10 feet in the dig. You see it up there, Judy? Yes, I do, John. Mm. So that's where this one's going right now, way the heck up there. I don't know. I, I think that was just a spot on. Well, okay, we got time. Let's just stick it there. But I don't know, maybe luck. Maybe potluck this time, guys. Maybe potluck, you know what I mean? 
Well, John, we're certainly all rooting for them, aren't we? Yes, we are. I mean, there's only so many holes they can drill around the the money pit if they keep on going at this rate at five holes a year or start earlier in the year, they'd have the whole thing dug out, and yet they would still miss it by a half an inch. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that is weird, but it's believable. And frustrating for the max. Right. Scott suggests they pull the can above the void and drop a camera down to look around. That would have been a good idea, Scott. Well. Cindy said it can't be any worse than the rest. You're right, Cindy. Mm-hmm. And there they are, in the new hole. And you can see 10X is about 200 feet away. And I just wish him luck on this one. Something, just something. For sure. And here we are. Our friend Corian, who was on uh, almost towards the end of the show. And Judy. It's good to see him. <laughs> and Judy, the other researcher, uh, Zena Halpern's assistant on all her work. Wouldn't it be great to sit down with her for a while and have a chat? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And these are where it says, gold is the gold circle, blue is below detection. So where they're at C1, gold, F4 gold, chapel, cha- chapel shaft, K7 gold. On the other side of head and shaft, gold. And the blues are b- below detection. So why does it say BC4 is blue, below detection? I have no idea. That's my question to you guys. And I, uh, John, I wonder too, they're calling it BC4, but last night they called it B4C. So I don't know. Right, it it, it encompasses BC4. Okay, okay, gotcha. The new name B4C encompasses BC4, but yet in that area, it's only showing gold at C1. So if they're going above C1 and BC4 is already noted, if you look to the right, the blue says what? Below detection. So they're getting me a little bit confused, but that's Johnny for you. (laughs) I think we all are for sure. I hope next week. You know what I'm saying, guys? We'll find out. It's too late now. It's in. See what they pull out. Uh, Bill wants to know, um, he says, remember when they ran the metal detector down all the small drill holes, the metal bottom of DMT2 was one of those hits? And he's asking that question. Did, Did they find metal in the bottom of DMT2? Was DMT2 a test hole? Number one. I'm not sure. I think it was. 
but they didn't. It wasn't called that. Right. It was called something else, and that was that piece of metal Charles got on the sausage table and got with the little hand pointer, right? Right. Yes. But then they did DMT too, and we got came up with some chunks of uh, the chapel vault. You know what I mean? Or the head, right. the head and shaft on the bottom. Yeah, there's metal down there. A lot of metal. The bottom of the shaft. Yeah. Here's Corian talking to the guys. I thought maybe he'd have my mug on the desk or something. They'd probably shoot him down if they did that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they wouldn't. <laughs> Product placement. They got to use their Curse of Oak Island John, Curtis says B4 is the location. And C stands for casino. Well, very good, Curtis. <laughs> very good, Curtis. We need we need a big bet on them finding something. And here's where they're using the Templar cross with a white cross inside of it, which was very interesting, Judy. Yes, it was. It really was. And I have seen this on some uh, documentaries that I have watched about the Templars. And um, it's very interesting. Maybe they even looked for the Temple of the Treasure from Portugal. You know what I mean? Right. It's hard to say what they'll, they'll find over there. Oh, my lordy 40. They had maps of Nova Scotia. They had maps of Newfoundland. And this is way back when. And maybe they were looking for this Temple of Treasure. Maybe they buried it way before we even know it on uh, Nova Scotia or in the United States. Who the heck knows? I am very anxious to see what they find out next week. The Order of Christ Cross, the professor. Very good. Very, very good. And I love maps. Mm. I love these older maps. So when Corinne was bringing these older maps out, you know, I had to see them. <laughs> Curtis, Curtis says that um, he meant can, not casino. Well, C stands for can. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> here's these maps i just love these older maps judy i mean if they knew these places they had to see them they had a sale to them to draw them you know what i mean right for sure they wanted good job and i forgot what year these maps were made i couldn't catch the year they actually uh did these you know Right. I didn't catch it. Daniel, did you catch uh, what year Corian said these maps are when they made these maps? I was all burnt out yesterday. I was, my mind was really burnt yesterday. Daniel says these are called Portuguese Cantino maps. Well, no, no. there's Newfoundland. Just unbelievable. And look at this map. Nova Franska, Nova Scotia. And what's that barrel-looking thing in the bay there? It's 
So, of course, I got to blow that up. But it came up foggy, guys. I'm so sorry. I tried to blow it up, and it came out foggy. So Daniel says, the late 1400s to the early 1500s, these maps were drawn up. Okay. So imagine that, Judy. I just, I can't, just to travel to those places and uh, uh, draw those maps to me is amazing. Well, don't forget, the Portuguese went there for uh, for fishing, so they said, you know, fishing and brought fish back and stuff like that. So who the heck knows how many people were actually there back and forth, knew the land and everything else. I think there was quite a few mm-hmm. long before Columbus. And here's a building in Portugal, the Templars head jonathan they fill in most of them with backfill and take the cans out they left three caissons in like i said h8 c1 and v3 at the money pit the rest are all backfilled in yes pre-columbus yep and daniel says he believes columbus was a knight of christ wow okay and here's the templars headquarters that uh corian said is in great shape why would I even like to go there if I could travel? You know what I mean, Judy? Oh, I would too, John, in a heartbeat. I'll be glad to get to Oak Island if I ever get there. I hear you. Unbelievable. And Dan- Daniel, I had heard that Columbus was a Templar, but um, thank you for correcting that night of christ yep so that's our screenshots from last night's show obviously i'll post them all later on tonight or tomorrow uh, to the group so everybody can see them uh, i don't really post next to each picture i tell the people watch the live show that gets explanations some people if i post 90 screenshots they want an explanation towards each photo judy you know what i mean can't be done john so that's what i tell them when i post it watch the live show first and then if you can want to go back those are the pictures that i was talking about and judy was talking about and what the synopsis was talking about you know what i mean right exactly daniel that church font arcada is that one word or or two Hmm. i thought it was two but i could be wrong Ready? Let's go to a little bit of next week's promo. One word, he said. Okay, thanks, Daniel. One word. Here's the promo for next week. I don't know who that guy in the glasses is, but must be somebody that's the regulator for these buildings that you can go in. You just can't walk in and out of these buildings on your own, you know, Judy? Right, yeah, he's he's probably a guide, yep. perhaps. And there's a Corey, and I couldn't get his face without his arm in the way for some reason. I couldn't, I couldn't get a good shot of him when he was touring with the guys. So sorry, Corey. He was doing a lot of talking, John. Yep.
And they say the hunt goes worldwide because they're in Portugal. We'll find out more next Tuesday. I'll be on pre-show next Tuesday at 7.15 p.m. before the show. And then next Wednesday, Judy will be with me, 7.15, 7.30 on Wednesday for the recap of next Tuesday's show because we're getting real close to the end of the season. And again, Scott Clark will be on with me live this Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. To ask him any questions you want, please put it in chat so I can print it out to ask Scott Clark on the 4th, 16th, Saturday night. And we'll go from there, Judy. Yeah, I'm hoping Scott can maybe fill us in uh, with a little more info on the spots that the guys are going to be going to. He may not be able to, but I'm hoping he can. Probably can't. And then here's... Uh, Doug, who's looking thinner, I'm going, great job, Doug, great job. He's looking a little bit thinner on my side. Doesn't he look thinner here in this picture, Judy? He, he does, very much so. Wow. So great job, uh, Douglas. Very good. Keep it up. It's so hard to do. That's hard to do. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But I want to give him kudos for his hard work. And then there's that church from a faraway picture that they show that they're walking to it. Ain't that area foggy? You're walking into the door of this big stone building. Oh, my lordy, 40. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I just love old buildings. Obviously, you can see the scaffolding on this building, so at least they're redoing it. You see the scaffolding around it, Judy? Yes, I did, John. It's nice to know that they're keeping it up. Right. So people don't realize that, but I want to point that out. Some people won't notice it, that the scaffolding's there to restore this building on the outside. So a lot of people didn't see that. I'm glad you saw that, Judy. Yes, and I, uh, uh, I'm i glad you pointed it out to me. <laughs> you got to keep this old stuff alive, you know? Otherwise, it just goes to crumble and that's it. Exactly. Dan yeah, it's it's so important, John. Yep, and Danielle, we don't know how many episodes are left. Uh, very, very few. Very, very few. We got two drilling downs and maybe two more weeks. That May 5th time on a Tuesday has really got me crazy, so we'll see. And then and they've not usually gone this long other years, but... Uh, it looks like they're going to go till the end of the month anyway, John. Yep. They also went to the Convinto di Cristo in Domar. Okay, whatever I just said. <laughs> oh, no, I lost my place here. Look at that Templar cross on this building, Judy. Hasn't changed over yet. There, wow. Wow, that's something, isn't it? And this is, uh, you know, where the Templars were in Portugal. Once they got banned from the rest of the world there, this is where they made their headquarters. Mm -hmm. And here's Stephen. Proflictic olivine basalt is found on the Martavis, like the stone fears, right on the Portuguese spice trade route. East of Africa in the Indian Ocean. Stephen, thank you for that information. And Daniel Templar stronghold that was transferred to the Knights of Christ. 
Yep. Yes. Knights of Christ to probably another brotherhood, to another brotherhood, to another brotherhood. You know what I mean, guys? Yeah, it's been certainly passed down, John. They're still around today. Yep. And all these symbols you're showing the guys. But I'm looking for these symbols, and I'm looking for some kind of tie-in to Oak Island. I mean, I haven't seen anything yet until I saw the road or dock or whatever the heck on that stone road you want to call it. So this got me pumped up for next week, uh, Judy. Right. And there's that cross they found. You see the double cross? It hasn't come up yet, John, but I have seen it. Yes. Did it come up yet? Very clear. Yes, now it's up. It does look like it's got that head of the cross of like the one they found in the beach. You see, like the head seems like a little snake head on the top. It goes to the right. Yes, I agree. Good, uh, good job. And the left and right arm, the left arm is shorter than the right arm. Can you see that one on the bottom? Yes. Yeah. Because of my surveying eye, one arm is shorter than the other, but they're connected. So that's what threw me off. Why is this certain cross? Why is it connected? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, big question. I am betting our professor will find out if he doesn't already know. And BC says the Lorraine Cross. Yeah, Jeff, I don't understand why Alex said it was on the 90-foot stone. I don't remember seeing no cross on the 90-foot stone. Or am I seeing things? What do you guys think? Help me out here. John, I'd have to see it again. I don't remember it, but I'm sure Alex was probably right. He knows his stuff. A cross on the 90-foot stone. And then Daniel's coming up with some stuff. It also could be a cross from the Order of the Holy Ghost as well. Well, we'll try to find out all this once that uh, guide tells us, you know, Judy? Right. I'm anxious to see what he has to say. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. It's going to be a long week. It's going to be a long week, John. Then this threw me for a loop. What the heck does this look like, guys? <laughs> hold on. It looks familiar. All right, hold on for a second. Ponder this. I'll be right back in 10 seconds. What do you think, guys? Sure does look like the stone road on Oak Island. Neil, you're right. The double cross makes me think of the saying, as above, so below. You guys are fantastic. You members are the best. Very good, yes. And BC says, yes, it is on the 90-foot stone, two letters before the double C. 
Okay, we'll have to take a look at that. Daniel says, there's a character on the code of the 90-foot stone. First character, second line. He posted it earlier. All right, Daniel. My brain's pretty burnt out after doing this for two days straight. I thought something on the HO stone. Yeah, Carolyn, I thought it was the HO stone, not the 90-foot stone. So this is where I'm getting confused, guys. Johnny gets confused real fast. I thought the H-O stone in the middle had the cross and the dots. So I don't know. I'm going to have to look into I think that. It, yeah, I think it did, John, but I don't think it was a double cross. All right. So we're, Am I right, Daniel? So we're going to have to look that up, Judy and, uh, and Daniel. Let's look that up and put it together. The 90-foot stone, the H-2O stone, H-O stone, I mean. And we'll post it on our group to make sure we're talking about the same thing. Sounds good. Yep, Danielle, this is the same as the path. Yep. Who the heck would walk on that? I don't know. They must have had a lot of broken ankles. Tim said they said the 90-foot stone, but it's not. I'm pretty sure it's the H.O. stone. That's why I was kind of getting confused there, Tim. But like I said, we'll look up. We'll check it out later, if not today, tomorrow, and go from there. And Daniel says, the H.O. stone shows that I may believe it's a reference to the Jerusalem cross. Okay, Daniel, thank you. Linda, that's where I saw a cross. Not double on the H.O. stone, YouTube, Season 3, Episode 4. Okay, Linda, thank you. Yeah, Boy, some of these yeah. members have such good memories. Yep, and Bill says, no wonder the oxen lost all their shoes. How the heck can you walk on this thing? You're right, Bill. <laughs> be shoes flying all over. But how many ox shoes, Bill, did we find on the stone path pathway? None. Did we find ox shoes in the swamp on the stone pathway? No. Where they found them, was supposedly a path going from the small pathway through the lot to the money pit. Right, guys? Right, yes. I believe you are right. Yeah, they had to add dirt. Yeah, they had to have dirt packed in there, clay. They had a lot of clay there, so maybe they did that. It was very interesting last night with, with uh, Dr. Oh, Dr. E. Lee Spence, and then the program, and then this promotion. This promotion got me wild. I think it did all of us. I really do. Okay, now I'm going to remove that. So I'm psyched for next Tuesday. I'm more psyched for next Tuesday than this past uh, two, two Tuesdays. Is that right? Two Past two, two Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it, John. And I'm, I agree. Because of this Portugal tie-in. And just go for it. Now, a member on my Quest team, like I even told Doug Crowell, if you guys want to look up something, you guys look it up on Oak Island just as much as we do. You show us a picture. I got 70,000 plus people. Most of them want to look up things that they show on TV and try to find out what it is. You know what I mean, Judy? 
Right, for sure. So this member, I got to give kudos to Nicholas Bentz. Nicholas, B-E-T-Z, Nicholas Bentz. I'm going to show this picture. That's what they show. What's that machine? XLF machine in the trailer, Judy? Yes, it is, John. Laird had this under that machine. That's why it seems sort of lighted and it seems sort of not rusted because they probably cleaned this piece up when they found it on lot eight. So that's why people are asking me, how come it's not rusted? It was because it was in this machine, you know, to take materials and take minerals off it. You know what I mean, guys? Right. I'm anxious to learn more. Jeff, be safe with the tornadoes or warnings. Be safe. And there's where he came up with. That's what it is. It certainly does look like uh, a gun. A flint lock part of a gun, the flint lock. Take that screw out, take that hammer off, like on the bottom pieces. Uh huh. Yep. Thank you, Michelle. Wow. So that's what they got there. Of course, they got to give you a real close up shot because you can't make out what it is. If they pulled it away farther, you can figure out what it is. You know what I mean, guys? <laughs> yeah, right. Gotcha. So they put your yeah, they put your nose right on these pieces so you can't really figure it out. But Nicholas, good job. That's what it is. A flintlock, and it's part of a pistol, part of a rifle. I'm not sure. I'm not a gun person, but um That's what I saw. Daniel says uh, Daniel says it's uh, most likely flintlock, and he did post some pictures of different ones earlier on our page. If anybody wants to go look, really, I missed them. I have to. Well, you've give, been busy. Today. <laughs> I've been uh, busy, and uh, kudos to the professor. If you had the same ones up, I gotta give you a double award, you and Nicholas, because I didn't see it, Daniel. A lot of bad weather going down south. Kentucky, all them places down there, they're getting pounded. Oh, my lordy, 40. Guys, be safe. Let us know if you're okay. Check back in with us. Like I said, we're getting a thunderstorm here. I don't hear any rumblings now, but um, I got headphones on and everything else. Who knows? I still got power, and we're still on. So that was it for our recap last night. We even spent a lot of time on the promo for next week. And um, just unbelievable. Um, so that's all we got for tonight. Don't forget, I'll see you Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time with Scott Clark. As long as everything goes, I mean, things can change. But uh, so far as we know, Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Scott Clark will be on at 7 o'clock. Richard, how about the case on where the bone fragments were found? Yeah, H8, they already sunk in H8, and they found nothing more than what they found already. Um, No problem, Professor. I need a secretary here. I need a director of photography. I, I need a makeup artist. I need a production uh, manager. I need a foreign co correspondent. How many people I need, Judy? About 60 people I need here. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> You're a busy guy. Michelle just said we're due to get uh, 
uh, weather here shortly in Tennessee. So yep. stay safe, Michelle, please. Be safe. And Tim says, I did post a blunderbuss today, and it's a flipback. Good job, Tim. If I caught it, I would have mentioned all you guys, but I don't know. I get a little tired after a while when you do two days straight. You, I mean, people, when you think you put a show on, you spend all day long uh, prepping, and then you just come on. That's the easy part. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, for sure. And DC says to Daniel, never too much. Love reading your posts. Yeah. You're awesome. Never stop, uh, Professor. Never stop. Please. Uh, all right, Judy, if you want to, well, we've been on over about an hour and 25 minutes. If you want to say your goodbyes, Judy, and we'll patch it up, and then I'll get the heck out of here. All righty. All right, everybody, I want you to have a good week. I know I'm going to be antsy all week waiting for next Tuesday night. And, uh, John, hope all goes well on Saturday where we'll all be listening. And everybody, stay safe. Please stay safe, especially tonight. You too, John. Okay. Thank you, Judy. Very good job. Very good. Thank you so much. All righty. Good night. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. We had a good show. You saw me last night. You saw me tonight. And you'll see me Saturday at 7 p.m. Then I'll remind you about Tuesday's pre-show and Wednesday's recap show with Judy again. So remember, guys, always go forward. You may get a setback, but just believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams. No matter how old you are, just go for them. You keep smiling. You be kind. For tomorrow's a never given in this crazy, crazy world we live in. So stay strong. Stay positive. Stay safe. Thank you for joining me and Judy tonight. We'll see you Saturday night at 7 p.m. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Thank you. Take care. And bye-bye.